0: Get ready for life, the universe, and everything. On the Soul Forge. Hey everybody, welcome to the second episode of the Soul Forge podcast. Once again, I am your host Sean Vanderloo. Now, in this episode, I figured what I should probably do is tell you a little bit about myself, who I am, what do I know, how am I qualified to even do a podcast based on helping us become the best version of ourselves? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm alive and I'm self aware, and I've been podcasting for years. So I think that makes me somewhat qualified. I'd like to share some hopes and dreams and goals with you folks and see what we can accomplish together so let me tell you a little bit about myself now of course this being the second episode of the soul forge podcast still a little bit nervous because it is a new endeavor like, like I said I've been podcasting for years but always with a co-host so this is something new to begin with I was born in September of 76 so not too long from now I will turn 41 the funny thing is, when I was a kid, I thought, well, wow, 40, that's old. And when I turned 40, it, it wasn't that big of a deal, actually. 30 was horrendous, and in future episodes, I'll tell you all about that. But 40, mm, not too bad. I found it okay. So what else can I tell you about me? So born in 76, uh, my parents split up when I was about five. I've got two younger brothers. Curtis was born in 1980, and Robin was born in 1986. Curtis and I have the same father, and Robin is a different dad. And we moved around a lot, quite a bit actually. I went to, I think, six different public schools. So it was hard to feel stable, Uh, it was hard to make friends. And that caused me to live in my head a lot. And and I think, well I I don't know exactly if I would say I'm an introvert, but I'm not really an extrovert. I'm somewhat shy in a in a new setting, but once I'm comfortable, I'm I'm quite uh, outgoing and and whatnot. It just takes me a while to to get there. Uh, if I've had uh, something to drink, it's even easier. But you know, uh, dancing I don't do dancing. Uh, can I sing? I can't sing, so there's that. I can't play any musical instruments, no musical talent whatsoever. In fact, when I was in, I believe, either grade one or grade two, we had a Christmas choir and the teacher told me to lip sync. So any hopes or dreams of being a famous rock star were dashed right there. Talk about uh, a blow to your self-esteem at six or seven years old or whatever I was. Uh, So moving on, lived in my head quite a bit. Uh, I used to build model car kits and... I used to make things, all kinds of things. So I was a little bit creative. I I remember being seven years old and making puppets out of tape and paper in my bedroom. And I was always collecting things. I used to collect rocks and popsicle sticks and beer bottle caps. And uh, when I was maybe 11 or 12, I used to make things. Make things out of the popsicle sticks and the beer caps, like uh, coasters or... uh, I can't even remember. That's a long time ago. But I would sell them to the neighborhood kids, and they would buy them and give them to their parents. So I'd sit outside in the heat of the summer, or after school, and I would uh, have a, have a little stand. I would sell my old toys. I would sell the popsicle stick creations. Pretty much anything I found, I would I would sell it because I wanted to be rich. That's what we uh, that's what we wanted to be when we were kids. I didn't know how I was ever going to get there. And in fact, all these years later, I'm still not rich, but that's a different story. Uh, like I said, I was, I've always been a collector. I used to collect d- dinky cars. And then I collected sports cards. Uh, I, I, I'm not a sports fan, actually, but I used to collect baseball and hockey cards quite a bit. And uh, then I started collecting toys, action figures mostly. And then that moved on to movies. First it was the VHS tapes. And then it was uh, DVDs, and now it's Blu-rays. And I, I'm not a fan of digital downloads, as a matter of fact. and that, That's kind of funny, probably, a guy being on a podcast. And th- I, that's what I do. I listen to podcasts all day long while I'm at work. But I, I don't like digital downloads of movies or music or anything like that. I prefer physical media. And in fact, that's one of my current collections, is Obsolete Technology. A few years back... I was at a yard sale and came across a Laserdisc player with about 70 movies for $30. I I couldn't turn it down. And so I've got that in my collection. uh, A few years ago at a yard sale, I bought a VHS player because I didn't have one anymore. Um, I've started getting into vinyl records. So obsolete technology, I I like it. I I like to have uh, a connection to the past, I guess is what it is. And in fact, going back in my memory, maybe I was three, maybe I was four. One of my earliest memories is being in my room, just sitting there, going through my dresser. And the fourth drawer of my dresser, it was a five dresser drawer. The fourth one was just full of junk. I have always had a junk drawer. I've always collected stuff. I can't even remember what was in it. But things that were probably important to me at the time, I don't know what it was, I've, uh, I've got a basement full of totes right now, a collection of uh, all kinds of different things. In fact, last week I was going through one of the totes just to, I can't remember what I was looking for now, but I came across a Walkman that I've had since 1985 or 86 when I was in grade 5. I didn't check it out to see if it worked or whatever, but I've still got it. Posted the picture on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, you should have seen all the comments I got. It was, it was kind of cool. Two months ago I built a shelf, a five level shelf in my living room because I wanted to get some of the things out of the totes from the basement. So I, uh, I planned it for about three or four months and I had a week off in, I think it was May, and I spent the week building this shelf. It was uh, two by fours for the frame, baseboard for the front to cap it off, and some melamine shelving from a store that was renovating. Uh, And I painted it and I cut it and I nailed it and I screwed it and everything. And uh, so it's five shelves on the back wall of my living room. And I've placed all my DVDs, Blu-rays, and uh, most of my books on it. So it looks pretty sharp, actually. Quite impressed with it. What that taught me is that I have way too much stuff and I need to get rid of it. And back in January, maybe February of this year, on Netflix, I saw a film on minimalism. And that is something that I'd like to try. Currently, I am the opposite of a minimalist. I'm probably a maximalist because I just like stuff, and I always have. So it's it's a bit of a problem. I'm 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 going to try to get rid of things over the next year or two. See what I can do. I've uh, I've cleaned out my closet of extra shirts that I haven't worn in years. I've I've had button-up shirts in there that I thought were really cool. That would be nice for going out. That I've had for at least ten or twelve years, and maybe have worn two or three times. So they, they've they already gone. I've gotten rid of those. So that made me a little bit happy, but there's still way too many things in the basement. So that's uh, that's collections. Uh, girls. I've always liked girls. From the time I started school, kindergarten, the girl I had a crush on, her name was Adele. In grade one, there was a girl named Krista with black hair, and these are things that I remember. And I've always had crushes on girls. It's, uh... It's led me to all kinds of random adventures, which I will get into on uh, future episodes. But yeah, I I remember being five years old and having a crush on this Adele girl, and I said, and I told my mom, I said, Mom, I just I just really like her, and she won't even talk to me. And that, I guess that maybe maybe that was my first heartbreak. I I don't know, but uh, she was one of the cool kids, I suppose, if there were cool kids in in kindergarten. I was always on the edge, I guess, never in the cool crowd, just on the edge there, but uh, yeah, anyway, that was, that was Adele. I guess my first real girlfriend uh, was in grade six, her name was Crystal, that's an that's a interesting story that I'll tell you guys one of these days, and so then high school happened, then I went to university, and what did I take in university? I became an English major, and why did I do that? Because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, pretty much. Mom said, Hey, you're good in English. Why don't you take an English degree? I'm like, All right, well, I'll take an English degree. <laughs> so I did. I took a four year English degree, graduated with honors, and I was afraid to move to the big city. So, what I had envisioned for myself was moving to Toronto or another big city and becoming an editor of a book of a publishing company, or maybe a magazine, or something, but I was too scared to move away from the Sioux, Sioux Ste Marie, Ontario, small town where I grew up in the north, but I didn't move there. I was also going to teach English overseas in China, and I didn't do that either, because I didn't follow my dreams, which is uh, a recurring pattern in my life, I guess you could say. And so after uh, graduating university, I moved back home to the Sioux. I went to university in North Bay, which was about five hours away from the Sioux. And so I moved back home for a year, got a job at uh, Max or Mike's Mart, just a convenience store. Actually, no, first, if memory serves, I worked at Tim Hortons, which is a coffee shop. And it was the first job I could get out of university, minimum wage. And it was crap. And they treated me like garbage. And I lasted for about three months, and then they let me go because I was not a team player. Imagine that minimum wage after four years of university. Of course, I wasn't a team player, I was not a happy person. So then I looked for work, and I got a job as a cart boy at AMP, a grocery store which is now called Metro. And I did that for a few months, and then I also got a job at, at Max, which was the convenience store. I did that, and It was soul-sucking. I couldn't stand it. So what did I do? I applied to teacher's college because that's what everybody else did after university. So I went to teacher's college. And did I pass my teacher's college course? No, I did not because it's not something that I wanted to do. In fact, it's not something that I even talk about. Most people don't know I went to teacher's college because it's just an embarrassing chapter of my life, another failure, and I don't like to talk about it. But I'm telling you guys because I'm telling you about myself and the truth is coming out, and that's what this show is all about. So what, what have I done for jobs? I've had odd, odd jobs. I worked for my dad a lot. He has his own company in the Sioux. He uh, builds basements and moves houses from one property to another and that kind of thing. And, and I did that for several summers, and uh, it's, not, uh, it's not for me. He, he wanted me to move back to the Sioux and take over his business, become his apprentice, and then eventually take it over. But it's a lot of physical labor, and I don't like it. I didn't like it. I wish I knew about it now, because that would be handy. And uh, Dad was a mechanic. Yeah, that's what Dad did. He he was a mechanic, and he moved houses and that kind of thing. Very practical, hands-on kind of guy. Knows a lot of stuff. Well-respected in, in the Sioux. And I just I just couldn't do it. I didn't like crawling under... Buildings and digging out and making uh, cribs for jacks and raising roo- raising roofs and raising buildings and moving them onto rollers and I beams and all kinds of stuff. That, that Those things are heavy. I did it and I learned a lot and I probably should have stuck with it, but it wasn't for me. So, what else did I do? I, I've worked at call centers. I've made outgoing calls trying to sell Sprint Long Distance. That was during one of the summers of university. Uh, I've worked at several Max Marts, or Mike's Marts, or whatever you want to call them, convenience stores. I I worked at Home Depot, and I'm currently at the post office, Canada Post. That's where I am for the last 10 years, delivering mail in all kinds of weather. The heat, and the rain, and the snow. There's uh, maybe about 10 or 15 nice days a year, actually. You'd, You'd think, you know, when I started, before I started, actually, I applied because, hey, I like getting mail. Who doesn't like getting mail? I figured, why not uh, Why not work at the post office? I thought I could work behind the counter and uh, sell people stamps and take their packages and that kind of thing. Little did I know that you have to have worked at the post office for a long time and be old and hurt and broken before you can do those kind of jobs. So I got hired as a letter carrier, paper pusher, a mail escort as I like to call it. And uh, so I've been doing that uh, for about 10 years. It pays pretty well, but uh, it's not a lot of fun. I probably walk about 15 kilometers a day in all kinds of weather. Today was really hot, actually. I almost died, but I survived. So that's, that's what I've done for my jobs, and it's never a dull moment. Uh, so what else can I tell you about myself? Uh, I've had a number of relationships, some good, some bad. Uh, in fact, my last relationship ended about two months ago. And, uh, I was, I was telling my coworkers that, oh yeah, it just didn't work out. And it was, a it was about 11 months that we were together and, uh, my coworker, John said, he overheard me and he said, Hey, Sean, do you ever think maybe you're at issue here? And I said, yeah, John, thanks a lot. I, I do know that in fact. So, uh, bugger off. So that was, that was funny actually. We all got a good laugh out of that. We all laugh at my pain, but it's all right. I'm, I'm surviving and that's, part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast to uh, to get these experiences out to to share them with you guys to hopefully uh, be relatable and maybe you can learn something maybe maybe you can gain something maybe something can help you maybe you can help me I don't know We'll, we'll see how it goes and that leads me to my last point podcasting as therapy that's what this basically is Okay, so I wrote down this last point, podcasting as therapy. I, I don't know if that's really what this is, but I've, I've had the idea in my head for maybe maybe the last year and a half to do some kind of a podcast show about life and dating and experiences and whatnot. So that's that's what this is about, and that's what we'll be doing on future shows. And I would appreciate any uh, feedback from you guys. Send an email to soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. suggest topics. What do you want to hear? What do you want to know about me? What can I help you with? So that's where I'm going to end it today. That's just a general broad outline of a little bit of my life. I'm going to get into further detail on all kinds of aspects of these things and we'll we'll see what we can learn. I I figure one, one thing I've learned about podcasting is that once you start talking, all kinds of things come out, because I don't really have a script here. I write down a couple points of what I want to mention, but whatever I talk about just happens to come out. It's very flow of consciousness, very stream of consciousness, and that's that's when the truth comes out, when you're just talking and you're just letting it all hang out, that's when you get to the real heart of the issue. In fact, on one of my other podcasts, I started it with my then wife and we we've uh, we did it together almost every week tried to do it every week it was uh, it was about geeky things i'll tell you about that podcast at a at a later date but her and i split up and we still tried to do episodes together but every once in a while she wasn't available and so i would try to do an episode by myself not a good idea oof when you're t- trying to talk about geeky things and then you have kind of the halfway confessional, not good for your listening audience. But it might be good for you guys. In fact, one of these future episodes, I will uh, tell you all about that podcast, that episode in particular, and uh, maybe you can give me some feedback and tell me what you think. So that's, uh, that's this is episode two of the Soul Forge podcast. Hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about me. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about on the next episode of the podcast, but that's what makes it interesting. So hope you'll stay tuned. And once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out. And remember, a great attitude becomes a great mood, which becomes a great day, which becomes a great year, which becomes a great life. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Soul Forge. I hope you found some value in it. To contact the show, please email soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at SoulforgePod. We are Soulforge Podcast on Facebook, and you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Please spread the Soulforge word by rating and reviewing us in iTunes, and by telling everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the Forge.